You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Welcome to Catholic Chicago, WNDZ, 750 AM on your dial. This is Mark Teresa, Executive Director of Holy Name Cathedral. Father Greg Sakowitz, our host, will not be with us this morning. He is in preparation. Say a little prayer for him for his hip surgery on January 7th, this Thursday. So he's over at the hospital with tests, uh, getting prepared. So he asked for your prayers. Please keep him in your prayers. Um, One funny Christmas story, and then we'll jump into our show. I have to share this as a grandpa. So we have twin, twin little granddaughters, Nora and Maddie, three years old. And they did a little project with their mom creating a manger scene. And Nora added a twin to Jesus. She put a twin in in the manger. And her mom said, Nora, Jesus didn't. Oh, he had a twin. And well, what's his name? Well, his twin's name is Mac and Cheesy and Jesus. Mac and Cheesy and Jesus. So out of the mouths of babes, there's a little bit of her reality, a twin as a twin. Grandpa loved that story. Anyway, this morning, we're very happy to have special guest Dan Olson, the Director of Ecumenical Interreligious Affairs for the Archdiocese of Chicago, and Reverend Courtney Reed, of the Episcopal Diocese of Chicago, and we're going to speak with our guest this morning about the Movement for Christian Unity or Ecumenism and the upcoming week of prayer for Christian Unity from January 18th to the 25th. Dan, Reverend Courtney, welcome to Catholic Chicago. Oh, Mark, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting us on. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Thank you. It is wonderful to be here, and I am the parent of twin teenagers. So oh, I loved your story. Oh, thank you. You'll probably have to talk to our daughter-in-law on how to deal with twin teenagers somewhere down the road. <laughs> Happy to do that. And they have four daughters, so they have two, one daughter on either side of the twins. So it's okay. quite, a, quite a home. Well, uh, I have an older daughter, so we have three teenagers. So it's, Oh, God bless you. I'm happy to talk down the road. That's a different conversation. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But what I'd like to do, before we get into the the week of prayer, uh, maybe Dan and Reverend Courtney, just give us a little bit of your story. How did you come to be in this spot uh, in your church, in our churches? Uh, Dan and then maybe Reverend Courtney? Sure, I can start. Um, For me, it was something um, after college. I worked in a parish. And when I was working as a pastoral associate in that parish, I was invited to be a part of the local ecumenical council. Um, As part of that work, I came to know um, Christians of various traditions in the town I was working. And beyond that, I began to meet couples in the parish, one who is Catholic and one who might be uh, Episcopalian, one is Baptist, one is uh, Lutheran. So 
So I, as I began to meet these couples and work in that local ecumenical council, I really developed a, a passion, a hunger for Christian unity. I took that with me to my graduate studies at Loyola, where I did a, a PhD in theology, and I really studied more the theological aspects of these families, um, uh, interchurch families, as they've come to be known. And that really led me to the ecumenical office and, and some of my work there. It, it, there's more detail to that story, but um, that's essentially what brought me there, is my meeting local people in that parish I first worked at. So your ministry is rooted in ecumenism. Yes, very that's... much so. It's where my passion lies. It's um, what drives a lot of my uh, work for the Archdiocese. Wonderful, wonderful. Reverend Courtney. Thank you. So I grew up Roman Catholic um, right after I was six years old as Vatican II was rolling out in my diocese of Richmond, Virginia in the late 60s. And throughout my childhood, there was a real sense of, of ecumenical cooperation. There was an Episcopal church right next door to my Catholic church that um, we were partnered with in many ways. And when I went to college, I was very involved in our Catholic Student Association, which was in a covenant relationship with the Canterbury, the Episcopal campus ministry. We shared prayer together. We shared ministry together. We shared outreach. And it was during a real spirit of great hope around unity between the Anglican Communion and Roman Catholics. It was in the, the early 1980s. And also, I grew up in an interchurch household. My father was Presbyterian. My mother was, was Roman Catholic. Um, and their best friends were a Baptist and, and Catholic couple. So this is something I've always been drawn to. And I became Episcopalian in my late 20s in a desire to more further live out the vocation to which I believe God um, was calling me to. And although recently ordained, it took me a while to, to get there, um, remaining involved in ecumenical activities, um, my great hope for the future of the church and our need to be um, in continual dialogue and prayer and finding those ways that we can work together uh, has really driven my ministry and much of what happens in one of the places that I oversee in our diocese, our Nicholas Center Retreat Center, has been the coming together of Episcopal groups and other denominations throughout the Christian community, um, Catholics, Presbyterians, Methodists, for example, um, who have come together for these conversations. So I remain really hopeful and really excited about these opportunities for Christian dialogue. That's wonderful. Reverend Courtney, do you have an assignment here in Chicago? It says Episcopal Diocese, but it doesn't say, are you a I am. associate, so, a pastor? Um, I am. Um, I work on the bishop's staff. So like Dan, I serve on um, the diocesan staff. I am the director of operations and our Nicholas Center. So oversee a function in many ways like a chief administrative officer. And I serve as a priest associate at All Saints Episcopal Church in the Ravenswood neighborhood in Chicago. Is that on Wilson? It is. Oh, because we were at, we were at a, a wedding service there a while ago. What oh, a wonderfully we... hospitable place. We felt very, wel very welcome. Now, as we look at the week of prayer for Christian unity, Dan, uh, what should 
Christians know about this week, and maybe how can either people prepare or participate in the week? Yeah, I should mention the the week itself began as a day of prayer for Christian unity in the early 20th century. Uh, 1907 is what uh, most folks originally dated to. It eventually became an octave, uh, you know, in the in the Christian tradition, a very important um, celebration is something that would last for eight days, such as Christmas or Easter. Um, so it became deemed important enough to give it an entire eight-day um, length of time by which we would offer prayers for unity, uh, maybe do some particular acts that week together to exhibit our unity for one another. But it, it's, it's a time to set aside eight days in the midst of our busy year <laughs> to pray specifically for Christian unity, something that Christ willed for his followers to be united as one, and something that we hold with us today um, it, for the sake of the gospel, that it spread could be more easily done, it could be more recognized um, by, by others if, in our evangelical efforts. So these eight days are a particular time in, in the year to, to offer prayer to God, um, join together with one another, for that sake of unity. Um, now, this year, um, <laughs> as you well know, is unlike any other, although I say that knowing that we just entered a new year of two, 2021. But during this time of COVID, it, we can't gather in the ways we had often done. Normally, there would be various prayer services throughout the uh, Chicagoland area, organized by local ecumenical councils or groups or sister and brother parishes. Um, right now, we're trying to move things online. There are a couple of things that have been set up with the Focolare community, uh, among others. And what the easiest thing to do is we'll be posting those on our website at the Archdiocese. Um, do, you want to give, do you want to give that website? And then we're going to take a little break, and we'll come back and talk more about what's, what the week will look like. But what's the website that people e can connect with? You can find it at EIA. Dot artchicago.org. Again, please? EIA.artchicago.org. Great. We're going to take a little break and we'll be back. WNDZ 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago. We're speaking with Dan Olson, Director of Ecumenical and Religious Affairs, Reverend Courtney Reed, Episcopal Diocese of Chicago. When we get back, Reverend Courtney, you have a newly uh, elected bishop coming. A Reverend mm -hmm. Canon Paula Clark. We'll maybe talk a little bit about her um, and, and and how you see her involvement in, in ecumenism in uh, the Chicago land area. We'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. Charity's Divine Affair home tasting parties are going virtual. This year marks the 20th anniversary of Divine Affair, the elegant wine tasting event that benefits our self-sufficiency programs. Low-income single parents with dependent children are trying to break the cycle of welfare and poverty. Today, the need is greater than ever as the COVID-19 pandemic has left thousands of newly struggling families in need of immediate assistance. You can easily coordinate a virtual wine tasting and help Catholic charities at the same time. Each guest will enjoy a sample wine kit that includes wine and a guide, all courtesy of Lewis Glenn's Wines. 
You can gather your friends and family for this fun event or incorporate a celebration for a birthday, anniversary, or engagement at the same time. To learn more about a virtual home tasting party and how you and your guests can win fabulous raffle prizes, call today at 773-756-6937. That's 773-756-6937. Cheers! We're back, WNDZ 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago. Uh, phone number is 312-255-8408, 312-255-8408. We're speaking with Dan Olson, Director of Ecumen- Ecumenical and Interreligious Affairs for the Archdiocese of Chicago, and Reverend Courtney Reed, Episcopal Diocese of Chicago. Reverend Courtney, you are going to have a new bishop, a bishop-elect, Reverend Canon Paula Clark. Tell us about yes. your new bishop and... What are you looking forward to as she begins her ministry here in April? Absolutely. We are thrilled that on December 12th, in a virtual electing convention, (laughs) given these times, um, we elected Paula Clark as the 13th Bishop of Chicago. She's coming to us from Washington, D.C., with a rich history, um, both in church work as as a priest, a rector, in diocesan work, but also someone who's been deeply engaged in the life of a community in a city uh, through serving in local government in the city of Washington, D.C., where she worked in human resources. We are, she is the first um, black person, first woman elected to Bishop Diocesan in Chicago. And so for us, this was a landmark and truly exciting event. And how, I know from a—oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to ask, and how—do uh, you know her take on ecumenism and how that will be part of her leadership style here? I don't specifically know her her take on ecumenism, but I do know she is deeply committed to building relationships, not only throughout our diocese, but with other partners as well. We had a conversation when she was— in town, checking out Chicago before she moves on sometime in the next month, about just the people she's eager to get to know and to talk to. And that certainly includes the ecumenical and interfaith community, not only in Chicago, but throughout our diocese, which encompasses 22 counties in northern and central Illinois. So I'm sure she'll come and have a conversation with Cardinal Supich, too, about ecumenism. And Cardinal Bernadine and Bishop Montgomery in the mid-'80s, they they had a a commitment, uh, a covenant, um, uh, encouraging Catholics and Episcopalians in Chicago to to live together in faith, love, hope. Um, Mm -hmm. Dan and, and Reverend Courtney, either one of you at this point, how does that fit into a foundation for what you're doing right now today in terms of promoting um, our upcoming prayer for Christian unity? I might just say that Colonel Bernadette and Bishop Montgomery didn't really have it. They sided on behalf of the two dioceses. So really it's ours. It's all of ours. That's a good clarification. Very Um, good. it's something that we we share, and I frankly don't think most Catholics and Episcopalians of our two dioceses even know about it. Mm-hmm. So one of the um, jobs, I think, for our office 
in partnership with the Episcopal Diocese, is to make this better known in the coming days. And maybe um, with Bishop-elect Paul Clark coming, we can do more. This could be an opportunity to resuscitate some of those um, important initiatives that we said we would do together, whether it's social outreach or witnessing the gospel together, praying together, supporting our different ministries together, that maybe this is an opportunity to um, look look back at that agreement, that that covenant that we signed, uh, our, our Bernadine, Colonel Bernadine and Bishop Montgomery signed on our behalf, that remains valid and important for our, our future together. That's a, and, you know, this show is called Catholic Chicago, but the Chicago Catholic, our newspaper for the Archdiocese, should have that on the front cover the week of this, mm-hmm. uh, the week of this prayer for unity, um, yeah. because it will remind folks that we are bound together in faith. Reverend Courtney, yeah. what about you? Uh, oh, how, how does... I so agree. This was such an important document, and it was signed when sort of that time when I was in college where there was such spirit and hope. And something I said to Dan when we were first talking on the phone a week or so ago was it seems that especially now, when as a nation we focus so much on how we're divided, that as people of faith, it is vitally important to me for the soul of our nation to come together in the places where we share values, where we share faith commitments, um, to work for justice, to work for peace, to share a message of hope and love. And if the churches can't do it, then who's going to? And probably we are doing it, and we don't talk about it or look at Catholic. Maybe that's it. Look, yeah. at, look at the work of Catholic Charities, over a million people serviced mm-hmm. uh, in this area. And nobody asks what faith you are. We just... Blend those faiths. The Episcopalian uh, Church is well known in the Chicago area for social justice, peace building Mm -hmm. work. Um, Maybe what are some of the initiatives that you can highlight for our audience, Reverend Courtney, that that could, you know, or that has or could or would bring us together? Right. I was thinking about those this morning, and I think some of the really important ones where Bishop Lee, our newly retired bishop, took leadership and looking forward to where where Bishop-elect Clark will lead us, is in several areas um, where I think we can find common ground. Uh, The work around um, the scourge of gun violence in our city and around our our state. And I know that Cardinal Supich and Bishop Lee have been in events together around gun violence. Um, The work of anti-racism, again, places where we know that the gospel is calling us um, to overcome that which divides us is so critical. Um, The work around immigration reform, again, something I know that um, both the archdiocese and Catholics overall and Episcopalians are really committed to. And so I do believe there's so much place where we can highlight the work that is already happening that we do together. That's very important, very important. We're going to take a little break. WNDC, WNDZ 750 AM on your dial, Catholic Chicago. And when we come back, we're going to talk to Dan Olson and to Reverend Courtney. And I, I want to talk a little about 
COVID-19 and how it's impacted ministry. Dan, you alluded mm. to the idea of how we're going to have to pray together during this week of Christian unity, but there are probably other issues that we can discuss and, and give people a heads up on. So we'll be back yeah. in a few minutes. Please stay tuned. WNDZ, Catholic Chicago. a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. On Friday, January 22nd at 12 o'clock p.m., the Archdiocesan Mass for Life will be live-streamed from Holy Name Cathedral. Celebrated by Bishop Kevin Birmingham, along with priests from across the Archdiocese of Chicago, it will be held on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade and the eve of the final event of the March for Life Chicago Tour. Please join us. The Mass will be live-streamed on the Archdiocesan YouTube channel. For more information and to register to attend, please visit respectlifechicago slash events. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. We're back. WNDZ 750 AM on your Dow Catholic Chicago. Mark Teresa, Executive Director, Holy Name Cathedral. Uh, sitting in for Father Greg Sakowitz, who is the host of Catholic Chicago. He is currently having tests. He's going to be operated on his hip on Thursday, so please uh, keep him in prayer. A little side note, I don't know if anybody saw this, if you're on Facebook. Uh, yesterday, all of a sudden on Facebook, there's a picture of Father Greg standing behind Cardinal Supich at Mass with his Bears mask on. And what he did was, at the end of the prayer that he says after communion, he added another prayer, May the Bears beat the Packers today. And it went viral. And I, was, I drove him to the hospital this morning. He said, 
uh, his sister called said he had like fifty thousand hits and and uh, <laughs> I said it didn't I said and if the Bears would have won, boy, he would he would be clairvoyant for all of us, huh? So anyway, he he's, keep him in prayer. Um, he is a rabid Bears fan. He's thrilled that they're going to be in the playoffs. We'll see what happens with them. Anyway, I digress. Um, what I'd like to talk a little bit about before we get to the COVID piece, Dan and Reverend Courtney, maybe Dan first. You know, you have a passion for this ecumenism. I mean, you've lived with it. You've breathed it. To, you know, I've been in ministry 40-some years uh, do do people that you're with, your friends, do they get it? Do they get the idea of why you're committed to this? Um, um, am I, some do, some do not. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> In all honesty, I think when when you begin to meet and develop relationships with other Christians, that's when the light flicker goes on and people understand what you're talking about mm-hmm. they, they see the true value they see that christians are deeply united on many fronts that, that our core beliefs are very very much the same and that we're living out the gospel um, i think it's in those moments that people come to understand why i'm so passionate about this um, and, and it's also a, a clear message that i feel that christ has given to us um, particularly through John's Gospel at the Last Supper, that this is his will for the Church to be one. And when you come to believe and know that in your heart, you can't but work for Christian unity. And that's it's in those moments of sharing those types of things and introducing someone to a fellow Christian that the, these things become very apparent. Yeah, that's good. Reverend Courtney, yeah, I, you? I love that reference to John's Gospel, that we all may be one. And in many ways, ecumenism is baked into the Episcopal Church. So many of our members come from other Christian traditions or in marriages where uh, Dan talked about being in parish ministry and talking to folks who were Catholic and married to a Methodist or an Episcopalian. There are many couples who might come to the Episcopal Church because of that interchurch relationship and found a place that was felt at home in the Episcopal Church. And we share in full communion with a number of traditions, the Philippine Independent Church, the Lutheran Church are in dialogue, and we just signed an agreement with the Methodists. So it's very much part of our, our ethos. I think the challenge for many Christians is when we talk about that we all may be one, who's in? in the Christian church. So that in Chicago, uh, for example, it's easy to see the Roman Catholic church as this big behemoth because you all are the biggest church in our, in our city, the right. largest denomination. How do we think about our evangelical brothers and sisters or folks who come out of the Baptist tradition? Um, and what can we learn from interesting array. What can we right. learn from one another? Absolutely. Yeah. No, but I, I think, think that it is spirit of, of curiosity is hugely important. Exactly. Dan? I was just going to add, it, it's not until we see one another as gifts to our own tradition that we'll, we'll, we'll come to um, an, an agreement or come to believe fully in the unity that Christ wishes. If we see each other as problems to be solved, 
that's yeah. um, <clears throat> when these challenges emerge. But to recognize the other as a gift to your own um, spirituality, your own tradition, is, is when it's where we need to get to in order to make ecumenism real. You probably understand right. your relationship with God more fully when you get to that point. Right. I, I believe so. How very do we much. see that richness and diversity? I was reading the Acts reading about Paul and this band of folks on a boat. It's for it's <laughs> in the Week of Christian Unity webpage. You know, landing on the island. You know, with this, they really shouldn't have gone out. It's this mm-hmm. diverse group. And how do we talk to one another? How do we come together in the midst of different beliefs, of different ways of understanding each other? not in a place of judgment or desire to say, well, come to my way of believing and we can be together. But how are we together in the midst of those things that some may say would keep us always apart? Yet, again, that's not God's will for us. Exactly. Let's remind people uh, about how to connect with the Week of Prayer for Christian Unity. From It's January 18th to the 25th. Dan and Reverend Courtney, how do, how do folks connect? Um, well, there's very simple ways of just offering prayers during that week, um, but you can go to the Archdiocesan website where we'll be posting things in the coming days, eia.archchicago.org. The Graymore Ecumenical Institute has a wonderful page devoted to this, as does the World Council of Churches. So if you look them up online, you could find resources for your own use. Those are places that I would immediately say people could go to. And what about Reverend Courtney? Any particular? So we'll post links to materials through our website, episcopalchicago.org. And then it's something we will also be featuring. We have a weekly e-news, and we'll be encouraging congregations to lift up prayers for Christian unity during during the week, um, as well as offering resources um, for congregations to use in any format they might like. Wonderful. Well, it's been a pleasure. Dan Olson, Director, Ecumenical Interreligious Affairs for the Archdiocese of Chicago. Reverend Courtney Reed, Episcopal Diocese of Chicago, have been our guests in the first half of Catholic Chicago, WNDD 750 AM. I'd like to thank you both very much, first, for your commitment to ecumenism, secondly, um, for sharing uh, with our audience how they can open their minds and open their hearts to one another in faith. So WNDZ, 750 AM Chicago, we'll be back in a few minutes. Please stay tuned.